You are listening to the GTT podcast from the Canadian Council of the Blind. So good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to this presentation by Michael Fairs on Scene Touch Screen session for October of 2023. And today he's going to be telling us all about security. So welcome, Michael, and uh, take it away. Alrighty, well, yeah, hey everyone, uh, this session is a bit of a heavier one, and we might have to split it into two parts. We'll see how far we get. Uh, basically, this is the digitally defending yourself uh, section corresponding to that chapter in the book. Your iPhone holds a lot of information. There's the information you put in it, addresses, names, numbers, all kinds of things like that, locations. There are... There's the information you uh, have because you bought things uh, for the for use on your iPhone, such as apps, music, books, TV shows. All of those are properties of other companies, and they want to be sure that no one can take what you've bought from them uh, without charge, uh, without buying it from them also. So, for example... Uh, you can't copy a book you got on Kindle or Apple Books and just give it away to your friend. Uh, you know, businesses would not survive if people could just do that. So uh, it, it, Apple has a vested interest in creating a very safe space for all this information. And they do this in a number of ways. So there's and not only that, but there's data that your iPhone learns about you through machine learning and pattern recognition and things now too. That's becoming an increasingly big thing as well. So there's a lot going on there. It's a lot of information to protect and they do that in a bunch of different ways. Uh, one of them is encryption. All the data on your iPhone is stored encrypted and you have to basically have your Apple ID, uh, the, the pin code you use to unlock your iPhone, the passcode, uh, that is your key to override that encryption and be able to actually access your data. So, you know, that way, if anyone else gets hold of it, uh, hopefully they don't have that information and they, they won't be able to get very far with your iPhone. So uh, lots going on there. Uh, so data is being encrypted and decrypted very quickly as it's needed. And that includes data in the cloud. Uh, so you have a number of options and things to uh, to control. There's a lot of aspects of security, uh, and a lot of them happen behind the scenes. The encryption, decryption, you have really no control over that. That's Apple doing everything. Uh, the steps that Apple takes, you might uh, have heard that it's a close. It's a what they call a walled garden. That means that they are monitoring for criminal activity and only the things that they that Apple approves will be let in. So apps in the App Store have been vetted by Apple personnel and reviewed to make sure, or try to make sure, that nothing criminal is let in the App Store. So they've because of that closed door policy, they've been able to make iOS a lot more secure uh, than, for example, Android uh, has done because they've approached it from an open model. Basically, you can do whatever you want uh, and have slowly sort of added security 
where Apple has really gone the opposite way. They've started off with a very closed system and have slowly been carefully opening it up uh, you know, so that it's convenient. Because that's always the tension is convenience versus security. And your information is no good to you if you forgot the password and you can't get to it. So they don't want to go for ultra secure and can't get at. Uh, but they also you know, don't want to go the other way. And Apple tends to fall more on the security side uh, as long as it doesn't make things so inconvenient that it would upset consumers. So there are some areas where this stuff can be found. Uh, the privacy settings, privacy uh, settings and passwords and accounts, uh, those are two areas where uh, you, you find security. Uh, the passcode and face ID uh, or touch ID, depending on your iPhone model, uh, that is using biometrics and your passcode to give security. Uh, screen time, a lot of restrictions you can put on your iPhone to restrict people from watching adult movies or uh, you know other things like that. There's a lot of that in screen time uh, in those settings. So the, the settings, there are a few different places like that that you can go to, uh, you know, to really control uh, the security uh, on your, your iPhone. Uh, so uh, there's uh, a lot of, of, of that uh, happening. Uh, you can exchange data. Uh, it, it is one thing to keep in mind about all this is when you get a smartphone, you are effectively agreeing to a certain amount of information being okay to be had by companies uh, like Apple, the providers, the service providers, the people who you know, you're getting these uh, items from, these services from. So you know, to operate, to actually give you a service, uh, you, know, you are effectively letting this, uh, trusting that this secure system is safe enough for your data. And if, if you can't really agree to that, then you quickly run into the situation of why did I get a smartphone? Uh, you know, why did I get a tablet? Because it's really what they're all about is, is information, using information to help people. So uh, you, you kind of have to, to uh, agree to that. So your Apple ID is very important. That is your identity with Apple. Uh, and you should always make sure you have that and the password connected to it memorized. So don't create a password for that that you can't memorize. And, you know, no one can help uh, you remember that password. Uh, there's procedures with Apple that they can they can kind of help you as long as you haven't chosen the ultra secure options that would even prevent them from helping you. Um, so just keep that in mind. Don't don't come up with you know, long-winded passwords that you can't remember uh, to let you into your phone or something like that. Uh, you know, yeah, you're just making life hard for yourself. Um, so, yeah, passcodes unlock your phone. It's It, it can be a, a six-digit number by default. You can have it shortened. I think four might be the shortest it can be. You can actually go for uh, alphanumeric, so characters and numbers, if, if you prefer that. Uh, and you do that when you set up your passcode. Uh, you can keep flicking uh, along in the passcode uh, setting uh, section there and uh, basically get to a point where it says other, and you, you can choose other options. You don't have to do the default of six characters. Uh, however, for most people, you can remember a six-digit number 
and it's long enough that it will act as security against anyone trying to open up your your iPhone. Uh, you as you go through setup, you're basically coached to activate all these security things to set up your Face ID, your Touch ID, your passcode. Uh, you know, you have to create an Apple ID and password. That's pretty non-negotiable. Um, you, you can skip other security measures that if you do that, um, it, you know, then anyone can get at your phone because it will just come unlocked when you hit the wake button. Um, and, uh, you know, there won't be anything guarding it against people using it. So uh, that might be good for when you're just kind of learning your way around. But I would urge people to go through and set up that security and get used to using it and memorizing what you need as soon as you can, because it, it does, it lets you use all the different features. For example, paying for apps in the app store, paying for purchases, uh, using Apple pay. There are a lot of things like that. Um, banking apps, for example, uh, that, uh, you can use and, uh, but they require you to, to at least be using, you know, uh, a certain level of the security and have an Apple ID and password, have a, a passcode, uh, you know, if possible, face ID, touch ID. Uh, and that way everyone is, you can really be sure that it's you. And uh, basically what happens is your face, your fingerprint is stored on your phone. Um, and uh, it is what they call a secure enclave. And no other company gets to see your face or that, you know, they just get a yes or no. When your phone looks at your face, it just says, yes, this is, is a successful match or no, it isn't. You know, no other company gets your fingerprints or your face print or face model. It's not really a print. Um, <laughs> so that's one level of, of security. Uh, you can, there are other recovery methods. If you forget your password, your Apple ID, uh, there are things you can set up. Um, one of them uh, is a verification code uh, that is basically uh, a set of uh, if you have a trusted device if you have another like if you have an app uh, apple watch and iphone uh, basically what happens is you try to log into another device uh, and a code is sent to your iphone for example uh, to make sure it's you and you can use that code that you get on that other device to enter into the other device to log in uh, and and recover your uh, you know your, your uh, access to your device. Uh, data recovery service is something Apple has that if you do need you know more help, you can't remember your Apple ID, you can call Apple Security uh, and uh, go through a what could be a long process to prove it, Apple. If you don't know your Apple ID and password. Apple has to make very sure that they're not giving out that information to, uh, you know, a bad actor, someone who's not you. So they will try their best to make sure that if they help you reset your iPhone or do, you know, recover access, that you're really who you say you are. Uh, and that could take some time. Uh, I've never gone through that process. Uh, I don't know what's involved. Uh, I've heard it can take a while, up to a, couple, a few days uh, in some cases. So really remember your access information, your password, your Apple ID, your passcode. Um, so uh, that's if, you know, if, if you uh, 
basically uh, you, you can use that to get back into your information and, uh, you know, access that uh, again. Um, so uh, there are, uh, there are other things you can get it at some of the information that are stored on Apple servers, the photos, the uh, things like that, uh, uh, notes, uh, uh, you know, less sensitive information, but passwords and stuff like that, uh, you know, that you really need to remember yourself. Um, Apple, if you, if you have lost access to your Apple ID and password and passcode, uh, then Apple can't really help you get at uh, some of that. Um, so the uh, there's a couple of other uh, uh, methods. Uh, you can uh, use uh, a recovery contact. You can uh, choose someone uh, that uh, has to be, uh, I, believe, I believe it's above either 13 or 18. I can't remember which at the moment. Uh, and, they basically, uh, you need to, they need to have an iPhone themselves um, and uh, they will get a code which can, which they can give to you. So basically if you request help, if you request recovery uh, after choosing someone to be a recovery person for you, they get a code. They, they can then give that code to you and you can then use that code. The only good that code can do is let you back into your iPhone. The other person who gets that code can't use it for anything. And it's it's only good that one time to let you back into your iPhone. So that's uh, that's one, uh, uh, okay, it must be over 13 years to, to be a recovery person and have iOS 15 or later. Okay, so those are the conditions. Um, you know, so that obviously if someone was, you know, had a hard time keeping their uh, identity uh, information straight, that might be a good thing to set up, um, you know, to help them get back uh, to their stuff. Now, there's, there's another thing here called a recovery key. I really can't recommend people use this uh, unless there's you're a government person, you have secret information that would do terrible damage if it fell in the wrong hands, you know, something like that. But you could do, uh, elect to create a recovery key. Um, this is a 28 character combination of letters and numbers. And basically that is the only, if you opt for this option, that is the only thing that will unlock your iPhone and let you uh, in. Uh, you, you, once you take that step and use the recovery key, Apple can't help you. They can't crack that and help you back, uh, uh, to gain access to your, your phone, your Apple ID, uh, and everything. Again, you have to know that key, that 28 character key. So really don't use this unless you have to. So many people get in trouble by, you know, trying to, you know, build, more security than they really need, and then they forget what they decide, and then no one can help them get in. So, really, uh, you know, think about that, uh, you know, before you you do that, uh, you know. And so, there's um, that's that's yeah, advanced data recovery, end-to-end -end encryption. If if you encrypt that data, that key then becomes the only way to get that data decrypted so you can use it. Um, so yeah, remember your passcode and password, Apple ID, those are the most 
and things you just need to know. Uh, and uh, the other thing you could do is get a, a USB security key. Uh, it, it's it's a, a kind of a, a electronic thing that generates a code and it can be used to get you in instead of a you know, verification code, basically. So if you ever have to get in, prove that you're you and you, you can't use, maybe you have low dexterity in your fingers and you can't, or you can't memorize the six digit verification code, you could use this uh, security key. Uh, you, you basically have to get two of them. Uh, there are different companies that sell them. They basically have to have NFC, near field communications, uh, to work well. Some of them have lightning ports. You could have a lightning or USB-C port to plug in, um, uh, do it that way uh, as well. You need to buy two of those keys if you're going to do this, if you're going to use those keys. So, you know, for some, especially for seniors, uh, people who have, you know, more trouble with this tech stuff, you know, memorizing numbers, typing in codes, things like that, uh, it might be worth looking at those. Um, so, that uh, the only thing that really helps you with those is when you need uh, those trusted verification codes to let you back in. And basically what Apple tries to do with this, with the passcode, the password, Apple ID, and these either the key, the recovery key, um, or these pass keys, these, these uh, hardware devices, hardware keys, is it's called two-factor authentication. So basically it's something you have your phone uh, that the code is normally sent to, and then you hear your verification code is dot, 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 right? And you enter it in, and then it's, it's something you have and something only you know, because you have that device, only you would know what that code is. Um, and and so, you know, that is, uh, uh, you know, what you can do to, uh, to sort of protect yourself. Uh, so basically, you, you need to... Uh, Make sure that you, you know you keep track of this information, and uh, you know all there's there's. Um, let's see, I'm just making sure I haven't missed anything here. Um, so yeah, passcodes default six digit uh, passcodes. Uh, that's usually enough for most people, um, and uh, uh, there's there's a lot of settings in privacy uh, and. Uh, security, you can set, you can make sure that apps aren't doing anything, you know, that uh, you don't want them to do. So, uh, you know, you can go in and, uh, you know, make sure that apps, there's a privacy report. Uh, that means uh, you can check and see what apps have, you know, asked for what information over the past while. Uh, so there's there's that um, there's uh, oh yeah oh touch ID I missed out on this touch ID you can have up to three uh, up to up to five different fingerprints as far as I know I think it's five uh, in touch ID uh, and that uh, you know you make sure uh, that you you have at least I have at least one finger from each hand if I'm using a touch ID phone and uh, and faces you can only have up to two. Uh, different appearances, different face models stored on your phone at a time. Um, so that's uh, you know something to to keep in mind, and that helps if you really change your appearance or you have someone else you want access to give access to your phone. 
uh, you know, you can make sure that their fingerprint, their um, uh, you know, face is stored on the phone. They still need to know your, uh, your, your the passcode for the phone. So keep that in mind. Um, now, with uh, basically when you get uh, pictures, you can uh, to, to to get the face uh, set up face ID. That can kind of confuse people a bit. Hold the phone about you know half an arm's length away from your face, about a foot, maybe a little less than a foot. Have uh, the top of the phone kind of right almost right where your nose is and then just but far like 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 I say a half of a foot away thereabouts you need distance between the phone and your face and then what you'd basically do is you have to show it all the sides of your face and you do that by sort of turning your face in a circle like the phone is the handle of a here the, the fulcrum of a, of a crank and your face is the handle and you're sort of turning your face rotating your face around so the camera gets a good look at your whole face and it will make noises voiceover has been designed to help blind people do this and get a full picture of the face and uh you know after that is uh has succeeded you'll be able to open your phone just by looking facing towards it you don't really have to look um it, it, voiceover when you set face face id up with voiceover on it is uh, made to not look for attentiveness uh, sighted people, when they actually actively look at something, the f the face ID software can detect that. But for blind people, of course, that's not going to work. We're not used to looking at things in that same way. We can face things, but we can't necessarily look with our eyes. So uh, this way, face ID can work, even if you can't directly look at it. It's it's a marginally less secure, um, but it, it's basically much more convenient uh, and makes it usable for for blind people who can't actively look uh, at their uh, uh, face, you know, look at the, the camera directly. Uh, so you can, of course, reset the face ID, uh, the passcode, things like that. You can always change stuff. Nothing is, is in stone. Um, uh, you'll just be asked for another element of verification, of course, to prove that you're you uh, when you make such changes. Um, so yeah that um there's uh there's a lot uh let's say it's a two-factor authentication something you have something you know we went over that uh, so there's uh another thing with display uh in the display settings that's another piece of this uh i almost forgot too is auto lock uh in the display area you can have uh, a setting that uh, basically tells your phone how quickly it wants to lock again. If if you leave it unattended, uh, I usually have that to never because I don't like the phone locking, uh, you know, with with uh, out my consent. Uh, so uh, be sure to think about that. I I have it set to never never. But if you're in an environment where you're really worried about being stolen or something like that, you can set it to a certain amount of time, and the phone will just dim and lock after that amount of time. So, uh, yeah, so that's display. Um, there's uh, auto lock uh, and display settings. And uh, there's uh, screen curtain is uh, setting in voiceover. That's a mode that in, in uh, you can activate it. And it will 
basically seal your screen and make make it dark so that no one can see uh, what you're doing without you knowing, right? Because you, obviously you can't tell when someone's looking at your phone uh, if you can look over your shoulder or something. So this is a bit of protection for blind people to uh, to prevent people uh, from looking at that. Uh, and that's in voiceover. So you can see security is all over the place. Um, the privacy settings, uh, there's the app privacy report. There's which app can use which services, location, microphone, camera, health data, contact information, calendar. You can allow or deny apps to access that information. Now, unless you have a really good reason, don't go overboard denying stuff. Uh, apps typically need information they ask for it to function properly. So, for example, I wish I were joking. I knew someone who basically had a GPS app and uh, decided to, to not allow it to know the use the location services. So it can help him navigate because he didn't allow it to know the location, to use location services. Uh, that's, yeah, kind of asinine. And unfortunately, people will get, uh, you know, these ideas that they'll set restrictions and then forget the code that they use to lock their phones, to lock in the restrictions, and then, uh, for example, not be able to access the internet very well because they've blocked access to the Safari web browser, things like that can happen. So really think about, you know, if you need security or not, and don't go overboard, don't paint yourself into a corner that you then can't get out of. So uh, yeah, in general, just keep that in mind. Apps generally need the information they ask for. Now, there are exceptions. Uh, Facebook, I don't really allow it to know uh, exactly where I am, uh, and I don't allow it to track uh, across app, uh, uh, apps and internet usage. You can choose whether you let apps track your usage uh, in, in, um, you know, beyond themselves to different apps. Um, that can help with directed advertising that might be more relevant to your interests, but it also gives companies a lot of information about you that then you know, might be used to their advantage rather than yours. Um, so Apple gives a lot of control over that, and you can always check to see the app privacy report that apps have to do now uh you can check in, in the privacy settings to see you know what apps have asked for in in the last while and uh, what they're allowed to get if they ask for it um so that that's all up to you you can go into those settings and change those settings uh whenever you like and uh you know apple takes that very seriously so uh, apps have to honor that or they will be if, if people complain about it, of course, they can be expelled from the app store. Um, so, yeah, there's there's a lot there. Uh, you know, networks and communications. Uh, iCloud has, is very secure. Uh, they have all the information going to and from your iCloud is uh, basically encrypted. And uh, only your Apple ID, uh, the key you use to unlock your phone, can be used to get at that information. So uh, I've only heard of one case of, of an iCloud being hacked. I'm sure it's happened more often than that, but it's very rare, much more rare than, uh, you know, Android, anything like that. And people would really have to uh, have a reason, uh, you know, to, to go further with security. Um, so there's, 
you know, there's everything from speech recognition to camera, all of this stuff, anything like that, that apps might overhear, over observe, you have control uh, to let them at, at those, uh, whether they access it or not, that's up to you. Uh, you can always go in and deny. And it asks. The one thing about Apple is apps have to ask permission. Uh, so before they, when you first run an app, they will ask, "Do I, can I access this? I, I, this app needs to access this. And they should give you a reason why they need that information. Um, home kit as well. That's another thing where you know, you're accessing some you know, things around the home, heating, lights, uh, that sort of thing. That's also built with extra security uh, in mind. Um, even things like, like music files, uh, things like that, uh, you, you can, uh, you know, they're, you know, encoded, built with security so that you can use them. Uh, Apple is also, of course, protecting the businesses that serve you. So they're making sure that you can't take advantage of anyone either and say, give your friend, you know, a book or something that, uh, you know, they might want or something like that. Um, and uh, advertising, you do have to, you know, Apple is very careful to make sure they have their own advertising that they do in some apps. The news app is a good example of that. Um, but uh, other than that, other apps need to ask for permission. And even the new, even Apple's own apps will ask, <laughs> you know, uh, so they take that very seriously. Um, so yeah, there's, there's lots there. There's, um, there's something called a secure a lockdown mode. I'd urge you not to use that. Um, that is for people who are in active danger uh, of their lives or other really you know, dire need of extra security because it really cripples what your iPhone can do. Uh, and uh, it'll, it'll be much less convenient to use to do things if you activate that. So yeah, don't, don't go overboard with the security stuff. Or you you will you could get yourself into a situation where you lose access to your stuff because no one can help you get back, you know, get it back. Um, but you have all sorts of information to make sure that apps are doing what you want, that no one's taking advantage of you, that you can you can check in the privacy settings uh, and and make sure that things are like you want them. Um, so screen time. That is where you can set limits on um, what uh, uh, could be done on your phone, you know, how long people can use apps, how long they can do various things. And, uh, you know, that also, it's used to keep track of how, how much time you're spending doing things and kind of helping you control any, you know, unhealthy habits you might have. But there's also a lot of restrictions now built into here. So you can activate them for, you know, say you have kids and you have to restrict what they do as their guardian, you can do that. So they won't even see, for example, adult rated books if they go looking in the bookstore and things like that. Uh, there's, there's quite a lot of, of options in there with that sort of thing. It's, you know, not everything, it, it's kept pretty simple. So it's more like, yeah, no adult movies. Uh, you couldn't say no adult movies except Rambo or something like that. Like you can't get all that specific. Um, but you can, you know, limit and who communicates with, with who, right? So you can have limits on, on who it's, uh, this iPhone will communicate with, uh, you know, after, during a certain time or things like that. So there's, there's a lot of controls that, uh, 
you have, and this is why parents really are okay with handing their phones to really young kids sometimes or their tablets, because Apple has built in a lot of these features for the ones that really worry about what their kids access. Um, So uh, there's, there's lots and lots of things like that. Uh, so take time to look at, at these options, figure out what works for you. Uh, and, uh, you know, make sure that you keep records, maybe, you know, written records somewhere else, especially of any information that you, you, you really need to know, um, you know, things, things like uh, passcodes. And if you set restrictions, you have to have a, a code for specific for that. Uh, for those restrictions, so keep track of that. Uh, passwords you use for different apps. Uh, generally, they're stored uh, in the iCloud keychain, uh, but just as, as a matter of course, just keep, I would keep them uh, a file, maybe a, a note uh, in the notes app that's locked, uh, needs your face or fingerprint to unlock it. And, uh, and just have all your, any important passwords and stuff right in that note, just in case Something happens to the cloud or you need access when you can't, uh, you know, get at um, the, the, the normal run-of-the-mill access. Uh, you might need something se- a separate uh, separate file with your, your particularly your really important, like the Apple ID uh, password, uh, passcode for your phone. I would almost encourage people to write that down somewhere, braille it somewhere uh, where they can get at it. Maybe in a, put it in a dresser drawer or something not too obvious, but somewhere where they know where it is if they panic and get into a situation where they can't remember this stuff. Um, so, yeah, there's there's a lot there, um, and uh, uh, it these things uh, you know iPhones hold a lot of our lives in them eventually if you really use them to their full potential. Uh, you know, there's there's an awful lot there uh, that they're keeping safe. Uh, for you and for the companies you deal with and for your friends and family. So, you know, they, Apple takes this very, very, you know, seriously and they will err on the side of keeping information safe rather than giving it, you know, to someone who asks and, you know, no one can just phone up and go, Oh, I'm so-and-so and and I, you know, need access to my iPhone and stuff. You know, they, they were going to have to prove that you're, they're the right owner of that iPhone. Uh, and this has, you know, caused some difficulties. Uh, you know, if someone has died and you have to access their stuff on their iPhone, uh, there is a legacy program now. You can set someone up as your legacy contact. And if you were to pass, uh, they would have access to some of your information, your photos, your notes, things like that, that families might want, right? Um, so they, they could get access after your demise. Uh, if they uh, have that, uh, if you uh, choose them as your legacy contact, they will be given a code that lets them get that access. Um, you know, otherwise, you know, people would have to go to some trouble to prove that you're actually dead before Apple will even entertain, you know, giving out that information. It's not fun. Uh, I've heard stories of people who've gone through that, trying to get access to that information. So think think about that. Um, you know, whether you, you can pick someone who will be your contact person who will have that um, and, uh, you know, be able to to activate that when the need arises. And don't forget that these things, you know, 
all these efforts, they only make you as secure as your you actually are. You know, if someone came up to me, I have my iPhone protected by face ID, by, uh, you know, a six digit pin, a passcode that I unlock it with, you know, I, I know my Apple ID and password. And if, you know, someone came up to me with a big, I don't know, hacksaw or something and said, Hey, you know, give over, you know, you're going to unlock your phone and you're going to do X, Y, and Z for me, or I'm going to, uh, I don't know, lop off a hand or something. Uh, I'm, I'm probably going to give that information. Uh, and deal with the consequences later and keep my limb intact, right? I mean, it's only ever going to be secure as you are. Uh, and if you're not secure and safe yourself, uh, you know, that poses, you know, problems. Uh, you know, they can't, you know, obviously you're going to give the information ultimately uh, and save your own life or whatever is at stake here. Um, you know, another thing to keep in mind is in, in the privacy settings, there is uh, something where you can, uh, basically, uh, get, as you can cut off everything at, that's attached to your Apple account uh, other than your device, the device you're holding. Uh, and then that's for situations where people are in are being stalked and they have to escape and maybe an abusive relationship. There are features uh, that will help you in situations like that uh, to uh, you know, cut ties with maybe an abuser who has access to another device sharing an Apple ID or something like that. Uh, so you'll be able to uh, do that and, and cut them off. Uh, so there, Apple has, has really tried to think of a lot of, of these kind of situations and uh, you know take steps to make sure that the people are as safe as possible to use these devices. So, you know, hopefully that gives you some idea of, uh, of the steps you can take uh, to guard your, your security. There's more, of course, I go into more length in the uh, uh, digitally, digitally defending yourself section of my guide. And uh, that will give you some more details. Um, of course, it's iOS 15. Uh, it's updated to that. But there's, of course, more uh, coming down the pipe. Um, and uh, we'll find out. More about that as time goes on. But for now, uh, these are still the main security mechanisms uh, that your iPhone has uh, to try to keep you and all the information on your devices safe. So I uh, hope that gives that helps everybody. And I uh, guess we'll see you for the next uh, lesson in about a month. Thank you for listening to the GTT podcast from the Canadian Council of the Blind. There are many ways to get in touch with us. You can call us toll-free at 1-877-304-0968. You can follow our GTT blog at gttprogram.blog. If you'd like to subscribe to our email support list, you can send a blank email to gttsupport plus sign subscribe at groups.io. And you can follow the Canadian Council of the Blind on the web at ccbnational.org.